Welcome back to another exciting episode of our podcast. I'm Tom. And as always, I'm joined by the brilliant Jen. How are you doing today? Hi Tom. I'm doing great. Excited for another fascinating topic we're going to dive into today. Absolutely. Today, we are going to explore the cutting-edge research in the field of computer vision with a focus on benchmarking and analyzing generative data for visual recognition. That's right. Tom, we'll be delving into a recently published paper titled Benchmarking and Analyzing Generative Data for Visual Recognition. This paper is authored by Bo Li, Heoshin Lu, Liangyu Chen, Yang J. Li, Chunyuan Li, and Ziwei Lu. This research work explores the impact of generative images on visual recognition tasks. The authors compare different paradigms that harness external data such as generative data, retrieval data, and original data. They aim to understand the unique traits and effectiveness of generative data for enhancing visual recognition. To conduct their analysis, the authors introduce GenBench, a comprehensive benchmark comprising 22 datasets with 2,548 categories. This benchmark allows them to evaluate generative data across various visual recognition tasks. That's not all. The authors also propose a new metric called CLER, Class-Centered Recognition Score, which addresses the insufficiency of existing metrics in correlating with downstream recognition performance. CLER provides an efficient way to measure the efficiency of generative data for recognition tasks, even before training. The paper also presents new baselines by comparing generative data with retrieval data from the same external pool. This comparison helps in identifying the unique traits and advantages of using generative data for visual recognition. And Jen, they even explore injecting external knowledge into pre-trained models using fine-tuned token embeddings for each category. This external knowledge injection leads to performance improvements on multiple datasets. Absolutely fascinating. Tom, this research work not only provides a comprehensive benchmark but also sheds light on the promises and challenges associated with generative data in visual recognition. I couldn't agree more. Jen, it's incredible how advancements in generative models are expanding their potential as effective. Data generators in computer vision. I can't wait to dive deeper into this topic and understand the complex concepts presented in an intuitive way. That's our specialty. Tom, we'll break down the paper, explain the key concepts, and discuss the implications of this research. By the end of this episode, our listeners will have a solid understanding of the benchmarking and analyzing generative data for Visual recognition. Absolutely. Jen. So buckle up everyone because you're in for an informative and entertaining ride as we explore the world of generative data for visual recognition. Let's get started. Background music fades. Welcome to Tom and Jen's award-winning podcast where we make complex topics easily digestible.
I'm Tom. And with me is the brilliant Jen. Today, we're diving into a groundbreaking paper titled Benchmarking and Analyzing Generative Data for Visual Recognition. That's right, Tom. In this episode, we'll explore how large pre-trained generative models are expanding their potential as effective data generators in computer vision tasks. We'll take you through the meticulously researched GenBench benchmark that comprises 22 datasets with 2,548 categories. This benchmark allows researchers to evaluate generative data across various visual recognition tasks. But it doesn't stop there. We'll also discuss the innovative Clare score proposed by the authors. This training-free metric indicates generative data efficiency for recognition tasks prior to training by addressing existing metric insufficiencies. Exactly. By analyzing generative data's performance on different types of categories in various datasets, they are able to highlight its promise in visual recognition while also identifying key challenges for future investigation. To further enrich our discussion, we'll explore the comparison between generative and retrieval data from the same external pool. This comparison will provide insights into the unique advantages and limitations of using generative data for visual recognition. And Jen, we can't forget about the injection of external knowledge into pre-trained models. We'll delve into how fine-tuning specialized token embeddings for each category leads to improved performance across multiple datasets. Absolutely. Tom, this episode will guide you through the world of benchmarking and analyzing generative data for visual recognition with a focus on clarity and intuition. Whether you're a researcher or simply curious about cutting-edge advancements in computer vision, This episode is for you. That's right. So get ready to expand your knowledge and have some fun along the way as we break down complex topics into bite-sized pieces. Let's dive right in. Background music fades. Upbeat music playing. Welcome back to the Tom and Jen show. We have a very special sponsor for today's episode. Hyperpogo Transport Inc. That's right, Tom. Need to get somewhere fast? Tired of ordinary transportation options? Well, say hello to Hyperpogo Transport Inc. They're taking bouncing to a whole new level. Picture this. Folks, you're running late for work and all you have is a regular pogo stick. But fear not. Hyperpogo Transport Inc. has got your back. With their state-of-the-art supercharged pogo sticks, you'll be zipping through traffic like nobody's business. No more sitting in those boring cars or waiting forever for crowded buses. Just strap on your helmet and start bouncing. And the best part? You'll arrive with an extra spring in your step. Literally. Absolutely. Tom, imagine stepping into that important meeting with everyone wondering how you always manage to look. So bouncy and full of energy. Not only will you save time on your daily commute but think about the workout benefits too. Build strong calves while getting from point A to point B. Talk about multitasking. Jen. 
Exaggerated voice. Hey Stacy. Does it feel like I'm floating on air? Stacy. Surprise. Wow. What's your secret? Both. Whispering. Hyper Pogo Transport Inc. Cheerful music fades out. Announcer. Fast voiceover. Hyper Pogo Transport Inc. Don't just hop around town. Bounce into the future of transportation. Upbeat jingle plays. Tom and Jen. Together. Thanks again to our amazing sponsor, Hyper Pogo Transport Inc. Don't forget to check them out if you want some serious bounce in your life. Podcast continues. Disclaimer. Please take caution and follow all safety guidelines while using Hyperpogo Transport Inc. Products. The Tom and Jen show do not take responsibility for any injuries resulting from excessive bouncing or attempts to break the world record for highest pogo jump. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Science Explorers podcast with your hosts, Tom and Jen. Today, we have an exciting topic to discuss. Towards a visual language foundation model for computational pathology. I know that may sound complicated. But don't worry. We're here to break it down for you. That's right. Tom, in this episode. We'll explore the fascinating world of computational pathology and how researchers are leveraging visual language models to enhance its capabilities. We have a groundbreaking paper to discuss that introduces a new model called Conk. Contrastive learning from captions for histopathology. Absolutely. Now, let's start by briefly discussing what computational pathology is. Pathology is the study of diseases and their effects on the body's organs and tissues. Computational pathology combines pathology with computer science and machine learning techniques to analyze digitized pathology images using algorithms. That's right, Tom. And in this paper, the authors focus on developing a visual language foundation model for computational pathology using deep learning techniques. They leverage both image data and textual information to improve performance on various tasks such as image classification, segmentation, captioning, text-to-image retrieval, and image-to-text retrieval. It's incredible how these models can learn meaningful representations from diverse sources of data. By training Conch on over 1.17 million image caption pairs using task-agnostic pre-training methods, it achieves state-of-the-art performance across multiple tasks without requiring further supervised fine-tuning. Exactly. And what makes Conch unique is its ability to transfer knowledge across different datasets and tasks without retraining or fine-tuning for each specific case. This versatility makes it an efficient tool for pathologists and researchers working in computational pathology. Definitely. The authors also highlight the importance of integrating visual information with natural language. Processing in medical research. By combining computer vision techniques with language models, they can generate more accurate and informative reports as well as provide contextual explanations for their predictions. And the results speak for themselves. 
Concow performs other baseline models on tasks like image classification and segmentation. It also shows strong performance in captioning histopathology images and retrieving relevant text or images based on queries. Absolutely. Jen. The integration of visual language models into computational pathology has the potential to revolutionize the field by improving accuracy, efficiency, and interpretability of pathology analysis. It shows how advancements in deep learning can have a profound impact on healthcare. I couldn't agree more. Tom. The future of computational pathology looks promising. With visual language foundation models like Conk paving the way for more advanced and efficient diagnostic tools. Well said, Jen. That wraps up another informative episode of the Science Explorers podcast. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on towards a visual language foundation model for computational pathology. As always, thanks for tuning in. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today. Stay curious and keep exploring the fascinating world of science. Until next time, outro music plays. Upbeat music playing. Hey there, fellow podcast enthusiasts. Have we gotten out of this world sponsor for you today? That's right. Tom, get ready to take your texting game to a whole new level with Zodiac Scepter Emojis Inc. They're putting the zing back in your Zodiac signs. Feeling fiery like an Aries? Show it off with our exclusive Aries on fire emoji. Fire. Or maybe you're feeling as balanced as a Libra. We've got you covered. Literally. With our Libra scales of justice emoji balance scale. And let's not forget about those sneaky Scorpios. They'll love sending their friends the secret Scorpios by emoji man detective. But wait. There's more. We've even got zodiac emojis for those rare celestial creatures like the aquaticorn unicorn tropical fish in the Sagittarius Sasquatch snowman footprint. And get this guys, exclusive offer just for our listeners. Use promo code ZODIACZING at checkout. And receive 50% off these stellar emojis. Hold up. Did someone say constellation themed emojis too? You betcha. Say goodbye to boring text messages and hello to supernova inspired conversations. Dizzy one. So whether you're a water sign making waves or an air sign blowing kisses. Zodiac Scepter Emojis Inc. has the perfect celestial expression just for you. Music fades out. Both hosts together. Download now and let your zodiac sign shine bright like a diamond. Okay maybe not like diamond but definitely brighter than Uranus. Emoji speaking of course. Winking face. Disclaimer voiceover guy at high speed. Promo code discount only applicable once per customer. May cause uncontrollable laughter. Increased text message response time. And temporary zodiac obsession. Use with caution. Alright folks. It's time to embrace your cosmic connections and take texting to the next dimension. Thanks again to Zodiac Scepter Emojis Inc. for making this podcast sparkle.
Keep being astro-fantastic out there, listeners. And don't forget to watch out for those Sagittarius Sasquatch tracks when you're in the woods. Podcast outro music. Podcast outro music. And that's a wrap on another episode of Award-Winning Minds. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on stabilizing transformer training by preventing attention. Entropy collapse. Remember, understanding complex topics doesn't have to be intimidating. We're here to break it down and make it accessible for everyone. If you have any questions or want to learn more about this topic, feel free to reach out to us on social media or visit our website. Thanks for joining us today. Stay curious and keep exploring. Until next time, I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Take care and see you soon. Upbeat music playing. Hey, folks. Welcome back to the award-winning podcast with Tom and Jen. And boy, do we have an exciting sponsor today. Frosty Feathers Ice Phoenix Company. That's right. Tom, if you want your drinks extra chilly and a touch of bizarre elegance, then look no further than Frosty Feathers Ice Phoenix Co. These ice cubes are like nothing you've ever seen before. You got that right. Jen, these ice cubes aren't your regular old squares. They're shaped like actual majestic phoenixes. Picture this, you invite friends over for a fancy dinner party. They grab their glasses and what do they find? Phoenix-shaped ice cubes floating gracefully in their drinks like little frozen mythical birds. Soaring through the cold currents of, well, their cocktails. It's magical. It's whimsical. It's downright weird. Who would have thought that drinking with feathered friends could be so much fun? Absolutely. Tom, the Frosty Feather Ice Phoenix Co is committed to ensuring all your icy avian needs are met with precision and pizzazz. But wait, there's more. These extraordinary phoenix-shaped ice cubes don't just cool down your beverages. They also grant wishes. No way? Tom. Whispering. Yes way. Jingle plays. Voiceover announcer guy. V-O-A-G. One sip while holding a frosty feathered friend in a cube can give you three wishes. Jingle ends abruptly. Jen. Whispering. Wowza. Tom. Whispering. I know right? Now our listeners can not only enjoy cool drinks but also fulfill their wildest dreams by just adding some mystic chill to their glass. V-O-A-G reprises in his mysterious voice. V-O-A-G. Frosty Feathers Ice Phoenix Co. Where cool meets wish fulfillment. Buy now and let icy enchantment float in your glass. Jingle plays again. So, there you have it. Folks, remember, Frosty Feathers Ice Phoenix Company. When you want your drinks cool and your wishes wild. Stay tuned for more podcast fun with Tom and Jen. Upbeat music fades out. Welcome back to another episode of our podcast. Today, we have a fascinating topic to explore. The visual language of fabrics. I'm Tom, your co-host. And I'm Jen, 
Your other co-host that's right. Tom. Fabrics are all around us in our daily lives. But have you ever stopped to think about how we describe their appearance? Well, today we'll be diving into a groundbreaking paper titled The Visual Language of Fabrics by Valentine Deschainter et al., which takes a closer look at how we perceive and communicate the visual aspects of fabrics. Absolutely. This paper introduces the text to Fabric Dataset which links natural language descriptions to different fabric materials. By analyzing this data set, the authors uncover an underlying common lexicon and structure used when describing fabric. Appearance using natural language. It's fascinating to see how people can accurately convey the intricate details and subtle nuances of fabric through words alone. The authors also show how this understanding can be applied to fine-tune large vision language models, improving tasks such as image-based search and automatic captioning. And that's not all. The paper delves into the perceptually meaningful material spaces and distilling human-centered knowledge about fabric appearance. It provides insights into how our understanding of language relates to material fabric. Appearance. This work has significant implications for computer graphics, design, and even fashion industries. By better understanding how we describe fabrics and leveraging advanced technologies, we can enhance user experiences and automate time-consuming tasks. So get ready for an episode filled with insights into the visual language of fabrics. We'll be exploring the key findings from this groundbreaking paper and discussing its implications for various domains. Join us as we unravel the complexities behind fabric perception through language in the visual language of fabrics. Welcome back to another episode of our podcast. Today, we have a fascinating topic to explore. The visual language of fabrics. I'm Tom, your co-host. And I'm Jen, your other co-host that's right. Tom, fabrics are all around us in our daily lives. But have you ever stopped to think about how we describe their appearance? Well, today we'll be diving into a groundbreaking paper titled The Visual Language of Fabrics by Valentine Deschainter et al., which takes a closer look at how we perceive and communicate the visual aspects of fabrics. Absolutely. This paper introduces the text to Fabric Dataset, which links natural language descriptions to different fabric materials. By analyzing this dataset, the authors uncover an underlying common lexicon and structure used when describing fabric appearance using natural language. It's fascinating to see how people can accurately convey the intricate details and subtle nuances of fabric through words alone. The authors also show how this understanding can be applied to fine-tune large vision language models, improving tasks such as image-based search and automatic captioning. And that's not all. The paper delves into the perceptually meaningful material spaces and distilling human-centered knowledge about fabric appearance. It provides insights into how our understanding of language relates to material fabric. Appearance. This work has significant implications for computer graphics, design, 
and even fashion industries. By better understanding how we describe fabrics and leveraging advanced technologies, we can enhance user experiences and automate time-consuming tasks. So get ready for an episode filled with insights into the visual language of fabrics. We'll be exploring the key findings from this groundbreaking paper and discussing its implications for various domains. Stay tuned and let's get started. Hey there listeners. We're back with another exciting episode of our award-winning podcast. I'm Tom, your co-host. And I'm Jen, your other co-host today. We have a fascinating topic to explore, the visual language of fabrics. Fabric is all around us. But have you ever stopped and wondered how we describe its appearance? Well, in this episode, we'll be delving into a groundbreaking paper that takes a closer look at how we perceive and communicate the visual aspects of fabrics. That's right. Jen. This paper titled The Visual Language of Fabrics by Valentin de Chanter et al. introduces the text to fabric dataset. This dataset links natural language descriptions to various fabric materials and provides insights into the underlying common lexicon and structure used when describing fabric appearance using natural language. It's truly fascinating to see how people can accurately convey the intricate details and subtle nuances of fabric through words alone. The authors also explore the application of these findings in fine-tuning large vision language models. Absolutely. By understanding how fabric appearance is described using natural language, researchers can enhance tasks such as image-based search and automatic captioning by improving the accuracy and effectiveness of these models. But that's not all this paper offers. It goes even deeper into perceptually meaningful material spaces and distills human-centered knowledge about fabric appearance. Right you are. Jen, by exploring material spaces based on humans' perceptions rather than just physical measurements or machine-driven analysis, this research yields valuable insights into the relationship between our understanding of language and material, fabric, appearance. And let's not forget about its implications for various industries. From computer graphics to design to fashion industries. This research has significant potential for enhancing user experiences and automating time-consuming tasks through an improved understanding of the visual language associated with fabrics. So get ready for an enlightening episode as we dive into the visual language of fabrics. We'll be exploring the key findings from this groundbreaking paper and discussing its implications across different domains. So stay tuned, and let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of our award-winning podcast. Today, we have a fascinating topic to explore, the visual language of fabrics. I'm Tom, your co-host. And I'm Jen, your other co-host fabrics are all around us. But have you ever wondered how we describe their appearance? Well, that's exactly what we'll be exploring in today's episode. We'll be taking a deep dive into a groundbreaking paper titled The Visual Language of Fabrics by Valentin de Chainter et al., 
which investigates how fabrics are perceived and described using natural language. That's right. Jen. This paper introduces the text to fabric dataset, which consists of natural language descriptions linked to different fabric materials. By analyzing this dataset, the authors uncover common patterns and structures in how we describe fabric appearance using natural language. It's truly fascinating how people can accurately convey intricate details about fabrics through words alone. The authors further demonstrate how this understanding can be applied to enhance large vision language models for tasks such as image-based search and automatic captioning. Absolutely. Additionally, the paper discusses perceptually meaningful material spaces and how human-centered knowledge about fabric appearance can be distilled from these descriptive patterns. This provides valuable insights into the relationship between language cognition and material fabric perception. These findings have far-reaching implications for industries such as computer graphics, design, and fashion. By better understanding how fabrics are described and incorporating this knowledge into advanced technologies, we can improve user experiences and automate time-consuming tasks related to fabric visualizations. So get ready for an informative episode on the visual language of fabrics. We'll be exploring the key findings from this groundbreaking paper and discussing how they can be applied across different domains. Stay tuned, and let's get started. Cast intro music. Welcome back. Folks, we have a super exciting sponsor for today's episode. Get ready to embark on a funky journey with Laser Tunes. That's right. Tom, Laser Tunes takes harp playing to the next level. Picture this, you're sitting down, strumming those delicate strings. But suddenly, everything around you explodes into dazzling lasers. Whoa, it's like mixing Mozart with science fiction. Laser Tunes creates an incredible fusion of elegance and futuristic spectacle. Absolutely mind-blowing. And let me tell you about their latest feature. Harp Hero Mode TM. Harp. Hero? You mean we can shred on the harp like rock stars? You betcha. Just imagine hitting those laser beams in perfect synchronization with your harp playing skills. I can already hear it now, through the fire and lasers or maybe stairway to neon heaven. Jen. Laughs. Tom. I love it when you get carried away. But really, folks. Whether you are an aspiring virtuoso looking for a new challenge or just want to impress your friends at parties with some killer laser light shows while playing melodic tunes. No judgment if you also want to show off at karaoke nights using your magnificent harp yoke skills. Jen. Laughs. Oh yes. Tom. With laser tunes neon lit strings and programmable laser patterns. Every performance becomes an intergalactic event that will leave jaws dropping. So come on down to Laser Tunes and experience the future of music today. Singing jingle fades in. Both. Singing. Musical notes step into our world of harps ablaze, playing melodies through radiant haze, 
laser tunes is what will make your heart sing with futuristic vibrations. It's a freaky fling. Musical note. Remember to use promo code LASERROCKS for an exclusive laser tunes discount. Only for our awesome listeners. And let us know if you form a band. Tom and I are always up for some interstellar jams. Stay tuned, folks. Podcast outro music. Background music. Welcome back to another episode of Informative Tech Talks. I'm your host Tom. And with me is my co-host Jen. Hi everyone. In today's episode, we have a fascinating topic to discuss. We'll be delving into the world of AI accountability policy with a focus on a thought-provoking white paper titled Towards an AI Accountability Policy. That's right. Jen. This white paper is a response to the AI accountability policy request for comments by the National Telecommunications and Information Administration of the United States. It offers a set of interconnected recommendations for an AI accountability policy. It's such an important topic because as new AI agents and models are released, it becomes crucial for governments, corporations, and individual customers to verify their capabilities, safety, alignment, and limitations. Exactly. And in this white paper, authors Promislav Grabovich, Nicholas Perello, and Yezak provide insights on how countries and governments can incentivize AI system designs that best fulfill the needs, interests, and safety of various stakeholders. One key recommendation they propose is the creation of a public registry of AI systems. This registry would certify AI systems used in high-risk applications and motivate developers to compete in the area of AI accountability. Additionally, they suggest more diverse and realistic benchmarks for testing AI accountability within different deployment types. Open-world benchmarks are discussed as well. These would examine how well these systems adapt to novel data. Transparency plays a vital role too. The authors highlight the need for explanations that enable transparent reasoning about fairness and alignment when it comes to AI systems. Absolutely. And it's worth mentioning that social media platforms are not exempt from this discussion either. The authors discuss social media accountability mechanisms that could help address issues like polarization and misinformation. This white paper also dives into the motivation behind these recommendations. It looks at the barriers and opportunities for effective AI accountability, emphasizing the importance of developing open-world benchmarks and addressing challenges related to transparency. Right. The paper highlights the need for realistic benchmarks that reflect real-world deployment scenarios, as well as the urgency to improve our understanding of why AI systems make certain decisions. And it's not just about AI accountability within specific sectors. The authors call for comparisons among different AI systems and the establishment of a public registry to allow for transparent evaluations and monitoring. All in all, 
This white paper offers preliminary directions towards a comprehensive evaluation process in a framework for AI system regulation. It's an important step towards ensuring trustworthy and accountable AI systems. Absolutely. Tom, we hope that by discussing this paper on our podcast today, we can bring attention to these crucial recommendations and help our listeners understand the complexities involved in developing an AI accountability policy. So stay tuned as we dive deep into each recommendation proposed in this white paper. We'll be discussing how they can shape the future of AI systems and promote trust among users. Don't miss it. Background music. Upbeat music playing. Hey there, podcast pals. Are you tired of the same boring snacks? Well, get ready to have your taste buds tickled and your brain squiggled. That's right. Tom. We have a fantastic sponsor today that will blow your mind and tangle your cravings. Introducing Crazy Kraken Tentacle Treats. Oh boy. These tentacles are giving me a hankering for wibbly-wobbly deliciousness. And let me tell you. Folks. It's not just everyday calamari. No way. These tentacle treats take snacking to a whole new level of weirdness. Imagine eating crispy octopus arms while binge-watching your favorite show. It'll give you an edge over ordinary chip munchers. Absolutely. Every bite is like stepping into an underwater adventure filled with flavor explosions and squitastic surprises. Now listen up because here comes the best part. Crazy Kraken tentacle treats come in three insane flavors. First up is Zesty Cthulhu Citrus Squeeze. Tangy twists of lime with just a hint of mythical monster zing. And don't forget about salty sea serpent surprise. These Kraken-licious tidbits provide the perfect balance between ocean saltiness and melt-in-your-mouth goodness. Last but not least is our signature flavor, sweet and sour Squidward Slam. It's like someone dipped those succulent cephalopod limbs straight into Sour Patch Kitty pools. Mind-blowingly delicious. MMM. I can practically taste the sea breeze caressing my tongue already. So listen up all you adventurous snackers out there. Crazy Kraken tentacle treats are calling your name from deep within the oceanic abyss of awesomeness. Grab a bag of Crazy Kraken tentacle treats today and let your taste buds ride the waves of flavor. That's right. Tom. Crazy Kraken Tentacle Treats, when you crave something totally bizarre and totally tasty. Music fades out. And remember, folks, enjoy responsibly, before those tentacles take over your snack cabinet.